And we're not live. Good afternoon, everyone. How's everyone today? This wonderful Tuesday. It's a beautiful day outside here in an undisclosed location in California. I can say I'm on the set for Motor Mythbusters. And I want to use this opportunity to see all of you, my friends and family. And hopefully you can hear me properly. Let me see if this is on properly. Oh, okay. Let's see. Hello, I trust phone buyer. Phone buyer, good seeing you. Just to make sure you can hear me properly. Hello, I3, good seeing you. Where truth? Can you guys hear me properly? Hello, Till Blessner. I am great. How are you? I'm fantastic. J. Ken, good seeing you. Good evening, Adan94X. Hello, Estanis. Good afternoon, indeed. Dimitri Jean, good seeing you, indeed. Oh, you can hear me. Perfect, Estanis68. Appreciate that. Have a great morning as well, Angel OQZ. Good seeing you, indeed. Hello. FD Leon. Ah, we're at Tools NA, one of my favorite tool suppliers on the planet. Thank you for joining. Thank you, King. Appreciate that indeed. Rokiuma, who has a beautiful AP at my facility to be finished very soon. Hello, Shell. Good afternoon. Maverick. Hey. AJ is totally, A Jimenez is totally up to my boys from Honda. But I'll do most. Thank you so much, Mirror Boosted. What's up, S2K Hoonigan? What's up, Godzilla? Hello, pack back down. Good seeing all of you. So forgive me and forgive the noise in the background, but I'm here on set for the Motor Myth Mythbusters show. And once again, that'll be coming out very soon uh, via um, our friends at Discovery with Motor Trend app and also Motor Trend Television. So I'm pretty excited to be here, you know? Yeah, that's why I'm here. Absolutely. Um, I guess I am on set. I am definitely on set indeed, you know? I look like a leftover beans boy. What does that mean, Honed? I don't even know what that means, you know? Yes, DJ, I, I am on set, and they're doing some work work that looks pretty good, you know? Um, well, Parsi is hitting the ground running, saying, can you explain more about your Moby X project? I'm interested. Well, that's a project that I feel is almost a drop the mic project for us. And it consists of something that's never happened on the street ever. The Moby Dick, the 935L, is like the grandfather of 9-11s. It's like the most amazing 9-11 ever. It's just long tail from Group 5 Racing back in the day. And I'm going to make a street version of that. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic, which would be great, you know? Um, how many more weeks will I be doing Tech Tuesday from the Cathedral? I would say another two and a half months, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. And uh, oh, so about the topic of today, you know, um, the interesting thing is, I wanted to talk to you guys about a vehicle that I feel is really under the radar. There are two things I want to talk about today. The vehicle's under the radar and this crazy dating stuff that I heard about recently. So, under the radar, I would say the Porsche 911 Turbo. And that particular vehicle is absolutely spectacular. Think about it. Comes with a potent engine that is derived from the Metzger, meaning it's like the air-cooled engine but water-cooled heads. So it's quite potent and quite robust. Comes all-wheel drive with a gearbox that can handle up to 1,000 horsepower. It's under the radar because you can still find excellent specimens in the 40,000 range. You add a turbo upgrade, a tune, some quarter plugs, intercooler upgrades, and boom, you have 600 horsepower. It's, it's amazing. So I know that people are going crazy with the air-cooled power plants and air-cooled Porsches and all that fun stuff, but I'm telling you, Jump on the 996s, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, I think a question came up, why, do, why isn't all-wheel drive allowed in F1? Well, because, yes, 
do Kispa is correct. Um, it is because the rules don't allow for it. <coughs> Cobra says, no, because you don't drive turbo prices up higher. I'm just saying, everyone's going crazy for the air-cooled 911s. When right under your noses is a magnificent vehicle that has a different headlight from the standard 996. It's a 996 turbo, so that, you know, it, 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 it's the interior components, even the dashboard, everything is much more robust and richer. It's all-wheel drive out the gate. The power plant is can handle six, 700 horsepower stock, no problem. Has an all-wheel drive system that can handle 1,000 horsepower. Put it, put it for example, for you, for you Honda heads who love modifying NSXs, you can get an NSX for more than a price of a 996 twin turbo. And then when you want to boost up the power to get it to close to an NSX, you ended up spending so much more money and you still don't get up to 600 horsepower. To get a 600 horsepower NSX, you have to build the engine, pistons, sleeve the block, do some stuff with the valve train, and then you're spending upwards of $40,000, $50,000 just to get the same power as a stock 996 can get with a turbo upgrade tune and intercoolers and injectors, of course, which is amazing, you know? Good afternoon, AJ from Relentless Racing, the gentleman who I learned so much about racing. Um, hold up, is the Mobitic going to be in Need for Speed? I cannot say that, Zach, yet. Put it this way, the people from EA are extremely interested. That's all I can say, you know? Not the AP1. Um, not AP1, I'm saying. N NA1. Not NA1 or NA2. So I'm talking about older 911s, you know? Are you, Tory Face, still looking for more minutes to put to test? Absolutely, Bryce31. So as a matter of fact, the team here, the upstairs, the production team, they've done something very clever to help us out. They have had the opportunity to set up an Instagram page, which I'm gonna announce very soon. And with that Instagram page, you can easily send your myths over and we will explore if our time and budgets permit. So that being said, yes. You meet the nice people on a Honda, says Lee Jims. Yes, you meet nice people actually in all walks of life, in all types of automobiles. I would say I've met the nicest people and the most friends in the automotive community. And it's not marketing specific, but all across the board. Hello, Unique EVs, thanks for joining. Um, LS swap the world. It's so funny you said that, Kevin, because Chris is back there. He's somewhere back there. He said the same thing. LS swap the world. Oh, my goodness. Netherlands in the house, courtesy of uh, El Hombre 35. Thank you so much for joining. Kovot, is the goal of the Moby X to be more drivable and trackable, or is it more moving work of art which you don't want to drive? Well, Kovot, um, you've known me for a little bit of time, but not cr crazy, right? One thing about me is my cars are all drivers. So, the Moby will be a combination of Pretty much everything I've learned to date, I wanted to have creature comforts. I wanted to be trackable. I wanted to have amazing suspension, great range, great comfort, agility. It's gonna be probably the perfect car that I've, I've ever driven. And having show cars, works of art, moving, rolling art is not really my thing, it's never been my thing. I can tell you after a year of launching the Moby X, it's gonna be beat up. It's gonna have battle scars, because I just, I just love drive my cars. Even the, right now, the K3V, you can see chip marks all over it because I drive the crap out of that thing, you know? Every weekend, I, I take that around, so it's pretty good. I remember hearing something about internships during the summer. Is that still true? Yes, it is, Williams, absolutely. Hello, Otomo, good seeing you. Luca Bram, you must have missed my last Tech Tuesday. So by all means, um, thoughts on the new GT3? It's absolutely amazing. It is the perfect Porsche in terms of being able to drive it daily and truck by the weekend. Think about it. The number ring under seven minutes. Amazing, right? Above and beyond that, you think about the, 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 
the vehicle is just beautiful and, and, and not above and beyond aesthetics it comes in manual and pdk manual for those guys who want to have that rowing and that shift that connection with the, with the machine but if you want to go faster definitely pdk is the way to go Uniki V is asking, sorry if I missed this, but are you joining the Mythbusters permanently or is this just a temporary thing? As long as they'll have me. Right now, I'm one of the three hosts with Tori and Faye. And if we have more seasons and they want to keep me on board here, absolutely. So we'll see what happens. But thanks for the question, you know. Um, good day, DJ Ramarov. Good seeing you. Um, Kevin is asking, when am I going to be back in town? I return back permanently uh, mid-May. Is the knowledge of internal combustion motors still worth investing in? Yes, it is, Nolan. So even though a lot of manufacturers and even shops like myself are moving gradually towards electrification, there's still an amazing opportunity for internal combustion engines because still a majority of cars sold, raced, modified are still internal combustion. So the EV world is really hitting the ground running and creating this storm. And gradually, they're nipping away at sales in terms of internal combustion, but it's still not even in the double digits of cars sold. So that being said, yes, if you're interested in modifying, if you're interested in having the opportunity to enjoy and, and, and cater to an audience, internal combustion still is the way to go as we speak. You know? Drive your junk, says Real, Real Red for you. I agree. I see on TV, says Chicken Little. Thank you so much. Yes, I've done quite a, quite a bit. Can we do an Honda Odyssey all-wheel drive EV conversion? Absolutely, it's possible. Absolutely, you know. Um, do you ever plan on working with a major car company directly as far as designing? Yes, so we have. One of the revenue streams for us at Bisumoto is working with OEM. So companies like American Honda, which I've worked for since 2009, to Hyundai, who I've worked with since 2012, to Ford, which we did some things with them in 2015. Yes, we worked with OEMs, absolutely, you know. Um, can you explain VTEC and Estelis 68? I'll explain that and then I'll get into the second question that I posed that I'm shocked about. And I want your input on this, guys. So, VTEC is a very interesting concept, it's very, very clever. In a nutshell, the easiest way to explain it is think of you driving your car with small camshafts, and smaller camshafts meaning low duration and low lift, so you have a lot of nice bottom end torque. And then mid-drive, as you're driving mid-drive through the RPM band, you toss out the small camshaft and throw in a larger one. Now you have a lot more duration and a lot more lift, and you have the opportunity to now have more power. So it's almost like eating your cake and having it too. So how does Honda, how did they take this F1-derived technology that they developed and brought it to the masses? Well, it's quite simple. As the car sits at, let's say, at a lower RPM, below 4,700 RPMs in, say, a B-series engine, you have the rocker arms, which have direct actuation on the valve, on these outer smaller lobes. And as the RPMs go up, it starts opening up those valves at idle, and as RPM goes up, at low lift and low duration. And as you get to the VTEC crossover, let's say, in this case, 4,700 RPMs, oil, is pressurized into the camshaft rocker arm assembly. It pushes these pins that lock on a larger rocker arm assembly lobe and then allows both valves to now push down forward even more with longer duration. So that being said, it allows for a lot more air and fuel in the right orientation to enter the combustion chamber and create a lot more power. So in a nutshell, you have the opportunity to 
have a very wide torque curve where you can have a low RPM, small duration, small lift camshaft to give you lots, nice bottom end, and then switch over to a larger camshaft mid-drive or mid-throughout the RPM band. Now, on the other side, if you have a very large camshaft, like what I run in my F22A non-VTEC race engine, I have no bottom end whatsoever. I have to struggle to get to the drag strip line because my cams are just big. Or if I go on my stock D-series non-VTEC, it has good bottom end torque, but not a lot of top end. Imagine me combining the RPM band power of a small stock engine with that of my race engine. I'll get a nice power curve and a nice air on the curve, which is quite appealing. So that being said, I really, 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 really find VTEC appealing. What are some of the cons of VTEC? Of course, you have to have mechanism in place to activate it. It also adds to a heavier valve train but uh, there are compromises there that we have to make to make sure that we have a nice area on the curve. So I hope that helps, you know? So that being said, the other question I had, guys, and you guys are kick out, and I really need your input on this, guys, because this is absolutely crazy, right? Last week, I was at the office, and my good friend who works with us, Fabian, puts up this post, this story, and I was blown away with this story, guys, so I really need your input on this. He says that women need to stop doing this where they go to dinner for, with a guy just for a meal. And I want your input on this, guys, because I, 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 I actually looked at my story, dropped my phone, went to his office and asked him, hey, baby, what is going on? He's like, yeah, BC, it's crazy. It's almost like an epidemic where ladies are going to dinner <laughs> with guys just to get a meal. And I thought it was a joke. So there's a young lady in my office at the time, um, and I went up to her and asked her, hey, is this true? do women really go out on dates with guys just to get a meal? And she said to me, BC, yeah, her and her friends do it all the time. It's almost like sometimes there are competitions of who can get the best meal from these guys. And I was blown. I didn't even know this existed. Maybe I'm oblivious to what's going on. But I really want to get your insight on this. And, and, and I know, right, SJ? It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing ever. I couldn't phantom, especially nowadays, why a lady would go out with a guy that she had no intention of liking, no intention of being in a relationship with, no intention of going out with, just to get a nice dinner. So it's, it's, it's crazy, right? Um, and then he, he, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, say, if she has a nice car and I can drive, then it's fine, we both use each other. I don't, I don't think people should, you know, I understand relationships are give and take, but for dinner, I mean, I would think, here, here's my take on it. I would think any lady worth her salt, my opinion, any lady worth her salt can get a job or has a job and then work hard and make money, right? They're working, making money, it's just a regular wage. And if they feel the need to pepper themselves, can easily go to dinner themselves. They don't need to be in the company of someone who they don't like or have no interest in liking. I, think it's, I can imagine my mom or my sisters even doing this. It's just... It's shocking to me, and, and maybe I'm oblivious, but I don't remember ever going out on dates before I was married where a lady just went out to dinner for me, and then when it came time for the check, oh, I have an emergency, I gotta go, and they take off. So, it, it's crazy. DJ says, sex to dudes is meals for women. <laughs> I guess so, but guess what? These ladies who are actually doing this have no intention of giving it up, I guess. So, you know, exactly Red for you, and you're a lady. Who wants to be a slave to someone else's money? Absolutely no one. Absolutely crazy, you know? LS Brick says, different times, my man. Wow, if that's today's times, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I think it's almost a caliber of lady. I don't know, you know? Um, 
Imagine anybody was in on this the whole time. That'd be so funny. That'd be so funny, right? Um, FYRE says, mine is independent with that. She can buy my meals, no problem. Can't air up her own oh, type. That, you know what, that, that's fine. But imagine, once again, guys, I'm paying this story, okay? You meet this girl, she, she, she's great. And she sees you and she gives you this impression that she likes you. But the whole time, her and her buddies are talking and she's telling him, hey, you know, I'm gonna go out with this guy because he's just gonna take me to dinner. I'm gonna go to the most expensive restaurant and order the most expensive stuff and even order stuff to go. That's crazy. Los Reese said that's why you should find a skinny lady. You know what's crazy? The, the lady who actually said this to me that told me that her and her buddies have done this or they compete in doing this, she's actually quite fit. She's not heavy set at all. You know, she's, she's, but real rate for you is absolutely correct. Um, definitely the quality of person. I just was blown away that in one fell swoop, I saw a story from Fabian and like, oh my God, is this, this can't be true. And he's like, yeah, it's true, BC. And then I go right, I'm serious, right to the front office and I ask, hey, Marilyn is her name, right? Marilyn, hey, is this true? She's like, oh yeah, it happens. People do this all the time. It's been, I can't even, my mind is blown. I can't even believe it. It's crazy. It's crazy, you know? Oh my God. Well, Velocity Racing N is asking, thoughts on oil coolers and what's the perfect temperature of a turbo vehicle? Well, so my experience has been, it, it depends. And it depends on the oil. So if I'm hovering the 300s, I am not happy. Um, I like to hover in the 240s, 260 range. And if I start pushing towards that, um, an oil cooler is definitely the way to go. But I, I found, and you may know this as well, Velocity N, that um, Pure Oil has a very good ability to dissipate heat very nicely. So I've seen 10, 15 degrees temperature drops on a standard setup um, with pure oil switching over. So some oils tolerate heat better than others. Some oils dissipate heat better than others. So it's, it's change. It, it depends. And Mohammed is asking, is this a new thing? I don't know, Mohammed, if it's new, but it's oblivious to me. One thing I can't, as I thought about it, and I want to get your insight, all of you, my friends and family from around the world, is my thing was, I thought maybe it has to do with the caliber of lady. So I feel that maybe if I went to more upscale areas, um, it wouldn't be the case. Maybe if I went to a place where ladies are not very elegant, maybe that would be the case. I, even Rose out here, I, you know, we were talking about it. She said, sometimes ladies want to be treated and I get it, you know, but think about it guys. Um, I don't think deceit is a good way to go. I, I, really, I really don't think it is. It's just, it's just, not a nice thing, you know? EDTG says, America thing, maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right, you know? Where's Miguel on the Eclipse? Um, Nightmare, he is in LA. Um, as you can see, I'm on the set for Mythbusters and I'm not near Los Angeles. So um, I assume that he's there. He's not here with me. So I just have the crew back there, you know? Is the Miata a good car for a project car? Axe Chicken Little 831. Absolutely, it is. The Mazda Miata is the car that I've had the most fun with the least amount of horsepower. And it's a very good starter vehicle. You know, I, I like moving towards the Miatas and even the RSXs because the RSX has an amazing luxurious platform that's very tunable and has a lot of aftermarket support. The Miata also is a very tossable car that you can learn quite a bit from. And I don't know if you know this, but there are more Miatas racing any given weekend than any other car on the planet, which is crazy, you know? JJ Talk has a question which I have to answer and then depart. He says, Hi BC, great to see you again. What would it yield a better improvement for intake air temps on a liquid air intercooler system? Bigger intercooler or bigger coolant heat exchanger? So it depends. It is a balancing act between the two. 
I'm a fan of the GT3 Porsche center radiator because it's like the perfect heat exchanger. And even those that are manufactured by, let's say, CSF, there's good replacement. And that being a standard, I have seen that that being constant, my heat exchanger sizes do dictate how well I exchange heat with my turbo system, meaning a smaller liquid to air intercooler doesn't exchange heat as well as a larger one, being that I have a fixed heat exchanger in the front. So you think about it, that heat exchanger has a daunting task of being able to take air that's compressed, that's heated up, and then exchange it with a liquid medium. If you don't have enough veins or passageways for that heat exchange to occur, or bars for the heat exchange to occur, you are limited to how much you can wick away from the system. And so the front heat exchanger being standard is pretty easy and easy, you know, standard to get to, but most people have constraints with engine bays and so on and so forth, so it's a bit of a problem, you know? So that being said, I would, and I have, kept a standard size, decent size heat exchanger in the front of the car for that liquid to air heat exchange and change the size of my liquid to air inner cooler that's closer to the engine. So I hope that helps, you know? So that being said, guys, it's, it's, I know I haven't been here very long, but long story short, I have to go back to filming. The crew's actually waiting for me to finish with you guys, but so I will have to go back. But tell you what, um, I will be back next Tuesday. This is episode 172. And as much as I like to spend so much time with you guys, duty does call. Um, One Vintage 02 has a very good question, which I'll answer very quickly and I'll get going. He said, have you explored hybrid in 911? Electric assist at the trans like some are doing from a power, possibly the best of both worlds, petrol and electric. That's an integrated motor assist. Those are using axial motors that exist between the flywheel and the transmission. Um, yes, they work very well. Honda's been doing that with the Honda CRZ since 2009. And above and beyond that, it works extremely well. The challenge is right now cost. Those axial motor applications sometimes can add um, close to 20, 30, 40 horsepower, but cost in excess of $60,000 to implement. So from a, from a packaging perspective and efficiency, yes, it's good, it's great. From an aftermarket support perspective, perspective, it's a little bit on the pricey side as we speak. And let's get into that next time. But guys, it's good spending time with all of you. Thank you so much for your input on the whole 996 and also ladies and their lunch and dinner and meals and all that stuff. Ladies, stop doing that, it's very bad. But anyway, have a good afternoon, guys. Talk to you soon, take care and cheers. Bye-bye.